Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today we continue our conversation over virtue um, and how we should act, I guess. And um, sorry, Tom, I'm pausing here. Tom gave me a silly name to call this, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> Prelude to a butt kicking. Prelude to a butt kicking. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me a long explanation about that, and I'm still not sure that I get it. But <laughs> moving on. Um, all right, so we, we talked uh, last episode about uh, how we should act and um, as Christians, as the, I guess in the parentheses there, and uh, virtue, which is a, uh, by definition, is a high moral standard. And um, so as Christians, what kind of summarizing the last episode, it kind of, we called into the fact that no one can walk out the door and change how they are, who they are, and acting, but there was practices that we are called to, uh, Christian disciplines uh, that we are called to practice that will move us into that place. And we had some... Uh, Ever gave some great examples, and and uh, we talked about some things last episode. So hopefully you caught that, and we're going to continue with this conversation. And uh, in the idea of how we should act, uh, Tom wanted to touch on the uh, baptismal covenant. So the baptismal covenant is a covenant that is said at each baptism in uh, the Episcopal Church, and it is part of the Book of Common Prayer. So Tom, why don't you share a little bit of what you had in mind for how we should act that uh, comes out of the baptismal covenant. Well, I never thought about it in these terms, but I had a member of our parish who came to me one time after a baptism, and we had said the covenant, and he said that was that was good because he feels like so much of our liturgy, except for the one line in the confession about things we have left undone. He said so much of our liturgy is about what we shouldn't do, not what we should do. But in the baptismal covenant, we make a promise, and it's not just people being baptized, but everyone witnessing it, to continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, breaking of bread and the prayers, um, persevere in resisting evil, proclaim by word and example the good news of God and Christ, seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself, and strive for justice and peace among all people, respecting the dignity of every human being. Hmm. It's a pretty good list of things to go out and do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're easy to do. We have to we have to practice them until we can get good at them, but... Okay, responses, Everett? Well, and, and I, you know, the baptismal covenant is one of those things that I, um, that I love um, about the, the liturgy um, and, and tradition. I, um, I, I think one, one thing that I, you know, one of the great temptations of, um, you know, mainline Protestantism is the sin of, or the heresy of Pelagianism, which is, is that we think we can do these things um, on our own that we don't really you know need God's grace and 
And this this covenant begins with the affirmation of believing in a power that is higher than ourselves as a sort of kind of the the AA model, you know, before you can um, address your addiction, you have to realize that there is a higher power um, than your than yourself. But then it's 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 the daily practices of of praying of the weekly practices of receiving holy communion of being in fellowship of listening to the teaching of the church um it's about you know resisting evil and and if we have done those things then we can proclaim by word and example um and two ways in which we proclaim by 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 word and example is seeking and serving Christ in all people and striving for justice and peace. Um, and, and so, um, you know, I think, I think it's, it's, it's important that we see them as a cohesive whole in terms of how to model and practice um, our, our life. That uh, seeking and serving Christ in all people stuck out to me um, there. That <laughs> I would say that's a pretty good, definition of how we should act <laughs> um what so the covenant is is episcopalians are always sort of like they there's one that they turn to which i mean we all have our sort of our favorite prayer our favorite thing but they're really a cohesive whole that makes sense at all say more about that everett well <clears throat> I mean, so the so the intention is not just striving for justice and peace among all people, separate from the other prayers. But oh, yeah. it, it's it's part of you know doing all of these things. If you're continuing the apostles' teaching and fellowship, breaking the bread and the prayers, then it hopefully leads you to striving for justice and peace among all people. And so I I, I think that. Um, you know, I think this is an important part of sort of um, the idea of virtue ethics or how we act or, or, or what we do um, is that it really has to embody your entire being. We can't just sort of segment or silo different parts of our lives in different ways because we just know that, that in the long term that won't work. So I can't be a separate person in my private life than I am in, you know, say my spiritual life, because eventually those two things will, will conflict. Right. So I just, you know, so part of, of thinking about how we act is sort of a, a, a whole body, mind, spirit kind of approach to. I would say that there was a point in my life. Um, and I'm sure, well, yeah, I'll just say that, that, um, I, acted my best at church <laughs> and um and so you know that which is a, which is just almost a uh the wrong way about going about it but you show up at church and you act like the best person ever you know and and you're you're helping and loving and, and graceful and forgiving and all these things and then you walk out the door and it's all goes away <laughs> um you know because we, you know, we wear our Sunday bests, and um, you know that's a phrase that was used. Uh, I don't know where that came from, but it was the idea that you dress up and go to church and and uh, you give your Sunday best because you go there, which is a, in my mind now is a complete and utter misunderstanding of what it is 
what a purpose is in Christianity. And I'm not, I don't mean to make that bigger than it is. It's just, it's an upside down of what it is. It's like we go to church to, um, to sit and be, uh, gosh, I'm losing words this morning. Sorry. Rejuvenated, you know, to sit with our community, to, to receive grace that we can go and turn, share that with the world. And that latter part is the really important. And so, um, but you know, we go and we're like, Oh, okay, I'm in church. I've got to act this way. I can't act that way because I'm in church. I'll just out in the world. Not that you consciously think about these things, but out in the world, you can just relax and be yourself kind of things. Does that play along those lines? Absolutely, yeah. So I agree. Um, something you know to to think about this because while you're also while you're we're both kind of talking, I, I in my mind I'm like, okay, well, what does this look like? What does this look like in our real world? What is this? look like where we are seeking and serving Christ and others. We're seeking justice and peace. And we're not all on the same level. We're not in the same place. But let's go to some relevant areas. Um, what, is this, what does this look like on social media? And, and I don't have specifics, but, you know, I mean, social media is a rampant part of our culture and things like that. And, and um, I would say that you two are pretty opposite in social media where – uh, Tom, we'll post the uh, <laughs> Star Trek video every once in a while with some fun or, or something about himself. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> if no one... Okay, you just sent this really odd impression of me that I don't feel like is fair. Oh, I'm sorry, Tom. I have Please posted go one Star Trek video when you in dress 15 up like years. a Star Trek video and then, <laughs> or excuse me, not dress up and then you dress up as, as what was the I other one? I have never dressed up as a Star Trek character. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I couldn't think of what it was. It was the green um, <laughs> did I say dress up like a Star Trek yes, character? Yes. And I have never posted a, I posted one Star Trek video in 15 years. Okay. <laughs> I am not a Trekkie. Alright. Not that there's anything wrong with Trekkies. Okay. I like, yes. No, I... What's the I green outfit Trekkie. you wear and post pictures about all the time? Green I think outfit? Swedish. <laughs> what? I think those are just Swedish clothes. Swedish, yes. Thank you. That's what I was looking oh, for. Okay. Yeah, deny which is that far sucker. From, which Based is far from it. Star Trek. Facebook is... <laughs> Pictures of your kids. Yes. Okay. Start over. Start over. Where are? Where, where are? What? What's this episode about again? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Make it Never mind. Just keep going. And then he wears this Barney outfit. No, I'm kidding. No. So Tom kind of uses Tom uses Facebook for kids, fun, humor, you know, things like that. Is that okay, Tom? Yes. Okay. I did a spit take when you uh, told me. You did a spin. Yeah, I had just drank some coffee and you started talking about my Star Trek videos and I was like <laughs> <laughs> And Everett, on the other hand, <clears throat> let me see how I can say this. Everett tends to um, sit around with a bottle of Everclear and a lighter <laughs> and throws the articles and comments on Facebook for the masses to discuss. And no denying it. Oh, I like that. He doesn't deny it, actually. And, and Everett shares some great well, articles. I, 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 would, I would never sit around um, drinking Everclear. 
<laughs> Everett Clear. I deny. I deny Everett Clear. <laughs> uh, no, you're just using it to start the fire. So um, Everett post in which at the same time you you post some great articles and you are king and I've told you this before of articles of you know theology thought you know culture things like that I mean great stuff but also you put out there the stuff that starts fires and you can end up in conversations that you know I in the end I, you have to tell me how they go because I look at some of them I'm like woof wow yeah. that went there you know so um, how and now I'm curious from your perspectives how is social media used in the hands of Christians and how do we act and how does that play into this? And what are your thoughts on that? Uh, sorry, uh, Tom, we'll start with you first. Well, as always, I think we're called to build, um, community and, uh, I think and unity in a way, um, and I think social media can be so divisive because you can't hear things like tone of voice or, and you read into it motives. So I don't think it's a useful place for having an argument. But this is not, I'm trying to tie this to Christian virtue and yep. not make this an argument between me and Everett. Right, right. So See, uh, I'm trying to the argument. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I prefer, um, and. Posting on Facebook is not going to change anything in anyone's mind. So I don't I don't try to argue with it on it. It's a waste of time. I just think that um, that I don't know how to tie that to Christian virtue. I think you could also say that the, there's the virtue of standing up for for truth even when people won't listen. So it's a tough thing to tie to virtue. But that's kind of the point of all this. Virtue is not um, supposed to be about this one big decision that you make, but it's about a thousand small decisions that make right. the one big decision seem small. So right. Right. it's about living. So for me, I've made a thousand small decisions, and it's gotten easier to not get drawn in. And if I see somebody post something really crazy, I'll usually call, if, like, if it's a member of my church and they post something that they sound like a Nazi or something, I'll pick up the phone and call him hmm. and ask him to think through how that might look to somebody or hmm. okay that's my perspective that's interesting yeah I know you call me all the time about this no <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's that's interesting I you know I um, in my mind when you when you talk about you know you want to say well I don't know how virtue ties to you know social media. But it's a huge part of our world. And, you know, I think that I, I, I you, you also said uh, there's memes that say, you know, um, well, so-and-so said on Facebook and now I understand, you know, and it's it's a it's the joke of, you know, starting conversations or, you know, and I didn't mean to allude to arguments necessarily, but just conversations on Facebook and, and how they don't change minds. And, and maybe Everett, you have a different opinion on that. Um, but at the same time, if we are in that realm, then it is something we m must consider our I actions. Never, I have never given much thought to Everett's Facebook feed, I would just like to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. I'm kind of hurt. Uh, so, 
so you know, I mean, so social media for me uh, is a is a great way in which to connect um, to and in, in, um, you know to build relationships, to build community. Um, it's a good, it's a great place to share thoughtful um, s- stuff, um, you know, articles or uh, opinion pieces or, or or whatever. And it's a, so it's a great way to to disseminate um, information or invite people into to thinking. The, the downside of of social media is that that studies show that. People, the, the, the more that people are on social media, the more isolated that they feel. Mm. Um, you, you lose that that filter. So like if, you know, if Tom and I are having a conversation uh, for a variety of reasons, including Tone, as he mentioned, you know, you, you can, you know, but on social media, it just, it, you know, sometimes you just see and it's and people just jump in with all, you know, guns a blazing, right. um, which I don't. You know, which I don't think is 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 helpful to to your you know the argument or the idea that you're trying to uh, advance. Um, you know, but for me, is it that it is a place to build community? It is a place in which for people um, to you know read things that I find to be thoughtful or intelligent or helpful or um, you know my my congregants will get a sense of oh okay so this is you know this is some of the stuff that he's reading that helps form the background to you know the drivel i say on sunday mornings <laughs> that's good okay so that's okay that's a great explanation um it really is and, and and that makes sense to me and and i mean i read a lot of the articles that you do share on there and um where i would not have a uh avenue uh, whatever of finding those otherwise and so um that's great i i, I enjoy that i um you know that the one of the stories too and um this i, I don't want to get too far away from virtue but you talk about getting conversations with someone and on social media and then you see them face to face and and it doesn't translate and there's an awkwardness to it uh so i find it interesting that you talk about building community and i i hope that that does is useful in in continuing that conversation outside of social media uh but i I can see that also um i think there is and then the last episode you said everett uh the great quote from someone of on social media, what parents hope for their youth is that they are just honest in who they are. Um, and I think that goes a long ways. And I think that plays into um, how we act of being honest up, uh, about ourselves or, or um, and you can paint this differently if it's not coming out wrong, but just not putting on a mask and, and, and playing it, it up because, you know, you have a little bit le- more anonymity maybe in certain areas and things like that. So um, I think the honesty in that world is, is important too. Yeah. Are there any other thoughts on social media? No, sir. What about, um, what about the world of, you know, something in, in Leviticus that, Many of the, I call them Levitical laws. I don't know if that's necessarily an actual correct term, um, but many of the laws stated in there um, were things that set the Hebrew people apart from their 
other cultures from the Babylonian or the Mesopotamian culture and things like that. You know, the, one of the interesting things um, that I always go to, one of my go-to references <clears throat> was, um, was do not boil a baby goat in its mother's milk. <laughs> and it's like, what? What in the world is that? Well, apparently that was part of some pagan ritual. Uh, was to do that, and so by uh, by them not doing that, it sets them apart. So there are certain things that set us apart in how we act. And um, so in thinking of that regard, how are Christians set apart today? What are things that set us apart? Um, and this, I think this plays off of a, a foundation of morality or virtue. And so what areas from culture today uh, if we can get into this, if you can think of examples and things like that, that you've talked about maybe or had conversations about. But what is Christians, what should set us apart in our society and culture? Too deep. Well, I think, I think one of the, the uh, prime examples of this would be the um, liturgical calendar. Mm. Um, okay. supposed to sort of drive um, our imagination and 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 view of the world. Um, so as we're recording this, it's the season of Advent. Um, and, you know, and Advent's a time in which um, we really do, we sit in the darkness and we sit in the reality that the world is not right. Um, and that we are, that we await. Whereas the world says, put up as many lights, watch as many, you know, Hallmark movies as you can, drink, <laughs> eat, be happy. You know, all will be fine. You know, spend too much money. Consume. So, that's the world good. invites us to mask reality where liturgical calendar is asking us, no, get in touch with the reality of this world. Hmm. That's a good one. That's good. We had, um, with our youth group, we have what we call, um, it doesn't matter, but uh, junior prom, where we have our young children and our older youth come together and it is a uh, church New Year celebration. So we do it. We have New Year's on the beginning of Advent, which was this past Sunday. And, uh, you know, we have a thing, an event about it and dance and have fun and stuff like that. But it's something to set apart. Um, and uh, I think if I can do this for 10 years, maybe some of the kids will actually understand <laughs> what the church New Year is. But I, I agree with that. We have Lent, um, you know, in, in the spring and other areas that uh, set apart. So that's a, that's a good one to think about as well, um, because this time of year is all about consuming, you know, and uh, sweets and, and purchasing and buying and things like that. And uh, I have I have actually sat in uh, on a Christmas morning and a few years back and, and had a time of where, like, I felt nothing towards the, you know, birth of Christ. It was just, it was like, this is just another day, something like that. And so that's where I kind of moved into the, the Advent season and observing it more so and seeking to understand what it's about because of that. It's like, wow, this is terrible, you know, for, for myself, for myself, um, you know, and so that's a great reminder. I'm glad you brought that up. Tom, what about your thoughts on setting apart from c culture and society? Well, we have to be known by our gentleness, by our love. Um, we should be known. I mean, the early Christians were known because they fed the poor, because they buried the dead, uh, the Roman dead, and gave them 
respectful barriers rather than throwing the poor dead in a ditch or something or in a mass grave. Um, they honored each individual, which I see in the baptismal covenant in that way. Um, we shouldn't be known by our love of money, you know, so we should be known by caring more for people than our things or our possessions. We should be known, uh, you know, that it sounds trite, but by our love and by especially um, I'm thinking of the verse where it says everyone should give an answer for the hope that is in them. So we should be known for our hopefulness. We should be known for our lack of fear. Um, the world is fearful. Jesus told us, said more than anything else, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. um, you want me to keep going? <laughs> I, so um, I'm taking count in my head of how much of that <laughs> that I see in Christianity. And um, so what, what are we known for? <laughs> Let's go negative. Um, you know, we're, we're, uh, We're known for our political views yes. that we don't approve of. Yes. Um, it's back to the don'ts. Right. Because, you know, we don't want people to do this, and we don't want people to do that. And, and, and it, it, we're, we're not known for our love. We're not. Um, and then if, if you are, then you're, you, I feel like uh, you're known for being a heretic. <laughs> Right, and uh, you're called out for that because you got to keep that line. Because if you cross that line, then it's not good. Uh, something you said too. I, I'm I'm curious what that looks like. I mean, do you know people in your lives that live the list, the laundry list of things that you just listed? Do you know people who live that way? Um, I think I do. Do you? Yeah. Because also, and something else I thought is like, okay, well, the government now, and probably due to a Christian belief, helps feed people, you know, through programs and things like that. Um, and so that's kind of been taken out of the church's hands. Um, burying the dead, I don't, I, that one's just so far out of my ballpark, I don't even know where to go with that one. Um, I know where it came from, but anyway, um, so... So you do. So you see people like that, and you set a, your example looking, you know, uh, I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> I'm well, kind of tongue-tied because – go ahead. Um, maybe me. I can um, offer a, an example that sort of ties – By this all means, so, save me. A friend of, uh, of, of Tom and one of my friends who's also Tom's friend, uh, Gabriel Gordon, um, uses this great example – of um ruts and dirt road right mm -hmm. and so the the natural thing is is when there's ruts in a road your car or truck is going to stay in those ruts and that you have to kind of intentionally decide not to, to to get into those ruts well so the ruts can be really helpful right those practices um those things can be really helpful because it keeps us centered and when we don't do it we sort of feel odd but if the ruts that we're driving in are things that we should not be doing um, then it's also really awkward to try to hop out of those ruts right. and try to, you know, create new ruts in, in, in the road. And I think that's, you know, a, a, I think his example of that is a great way of just sort of thinking about, 
you know, this whole idea of virtue is what are, are your ruts helpful and, and hope filled and building to something that the world would say, yes, this is, this is what Jesus would look like or are the ruts that we are in something that people would sit there and say, I can't distinguish you from the rest of the world. Hmm. You know, there's an argument that, and, and I kind of alluded to this, that because of the love that some Christians offer, that there is a movement into heresy where anything's accepted. And um, there's, there's, and that just, I, I have to sit with that. I have to sit with that because I, you know, as you said, as you kind of just said, you know, your, your ruts, you know, whichever way you're in them and whether it be the good or the bad is the rut and being out of it. It is something that I have to sit with and think about. And I feel like there's a lot of confusion in that, but at the same time, we, I would say we don't have all the answers, right? And so I think that that where I feel like I always come back to this, so it must be very important. I think that's where uh, community comes into play. And if it is, what, some, what was the connection to heresy? One more time. What was the connection to heresy? Um, you know, something that someone else. I'm going to keep this ambiguous. Something else that s- someone finds sinful. You offering grace, love, and forgiveness. Or let's just say grace and love into that. So that and because of that, because you're accepting of that and loving of that, then you're a heretic. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So just that, like I said, I'm being ambiguous about it, but um, so I think that that we we have to come back and sit in community with these things, uh, just like we're we're doing right this second. And kind of discuss these things. I know we're not going into great detail, but um, I find that when when these large things present, I think time and prayer, uh, reflecting on it, meditation, whatever it is, that you're spending time with it, and then discussing in a community is where um, you know the 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 way or what we're seeking is revealed more so, some somewhat um, in these things. So how? What, well, I think we've already touched on this. I think practices, the disciplines you've talked about, um, are things that we can do that will guide us through on how we act. Uh, I think, Everett, you referenced it to wearing in new shoes or going to the gym and things like that. And I think if there's questions on how we should act, um, that we should walk through those disciplines with in community. And uh, that'll help us set our beacon on... Uh, where our guide and how we act and things like that. So, okay. Wrapping up, uh, Tom, final thoughts on this conversation. I think the big point is just, as we've said a few times, your fate, your job is not to know everything. Hmm. Uh, you're not going to be saved by your knowledge, uh, but you're going to be transformed as your knowledge and your practice come together and uh you life is not about um perfect but about moving towards the perfect i guess you could say so i would say uh, don't give up and don't be discouraged by it because a thousand small decisions equal 10 huge ones 
Good. Everett? I'll I'll just echo Tom's. Okay. Tom Woods. I my uh, someone said this to me and it meant so much uh, that I use it pretty often now. But just be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself because it, it's 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 not easy. But you know it's just um, keep it in community and uh, be kind to yourself and and <laughs> because guilt and things like that when they come into play they're so powerful. And they can just condemn you and uh, and and hurt you in, in ways that you can't recover from. So uh, thank you for everyone for listening. And I hope you find something useful to this or can begin a conversation, maybe in community with others on this and, and uh, carry it forward. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at FunDrainPod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.